0: Ready? Ready. This is my favorite one. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here. Welcome back to the movie Worthy Woman. What about the days and the themsters? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the movie Worthy Woman. Wait, but what Damn about it. the theys and
1: Wow, wow, wow. You took that note and just <laughs> drop kicked it off a cliff.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, days and themsters, welcome back to the Movie Worthy Woman. Thank you so much for being here. This is a series of short videos I do about women from history whose lives are worth commemorating in film, and they haven't been until mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And today we are talking about the Viking queen.
1: What? Wait. Do you know that, that 10% of me, according to the genealogy app that I'm on, it says uh, I've got Viking blood?
0: Well, I've learned a lot about you, then. You're about to learn a lot about yourself. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. So Olga.
1: Of Kiev. Casey? Yes. I lied to you. It's actually
0: 8%. So Olga was around 890 to 925. Same time as what's her bitch? A.D. We're not sure where in there she was, but she was in there somewhere. So um, she was married at 15 to the king of Kiev, which is how she became the queen of Kiev. that's nice. They had a son. We're going to rewind. I have to talk about some history first. So the king, Igor was the, Igor? Igor? I don't, I don't know. He was the son of the his father <laughs> who was the king before him. I bet you guys couldn't imagine those facts. Um so I don't know his father's name. We'll call him Steve, okay? He has a name. There were too many letters. I didn't care. Steve ruled Kiev, and so these people are called the Rus. They are. That is their tribe. Um they they were friends with the Drevlians, who were a neighboring tribe. The Drevlians,
1: the Rus, uh, ended up turning
0: into Russians. Great. Yeah. So now we know what side of the world we're on. Yeah. So, Steve, <laughs> butthole. Steve is the ruler. He of the Rus. They are. So the Drevlians are their buddies. The Drevlians are their buddies because the Drevlians pay the Rus tribute. Uh, what it means to pay tribute. Basically what I deduced from the internet is like people come up and they're like, Hey, pay us money and we'll protect you. If you don't, we'll fucking kill you. That's what tribute is. So the Drevlians and the Rus fought side by side because the Drevlians paid tribute to the Rus. Um, they were buddies until Steve died, right? I'm going to tell you how Steve died. Cause it's great. So he's this amazing ruler. Um, he gets, a prophecy or something said to him that he, the way he will die and the reason he will die, he will die because of his most beloved steed. Right? So he takes his horse and he sends his horse off somewhere far away to live out his life. That's really nice. I know. I'm so glad he didn't straight up murder that horse. I know. It's really... It was very kind. He really did love this horse. So years go by and eventually he gets word that the horse has died and he's like, yes. So he goes to visit the horse. Um, he sees the corpse and he's like, I... I beat you, haha! Ha, and he kicks the corpse of the horse. Why? Which disturbs a snake that is below the corpse, which then freaks out and bites him, and he dies. That's what he gets. Then so he, it prophecy true. Okay, so Steve is dead. So Igor is now in charge. Um, the Drevlians at this point are like, well, you know, if Steve's dead. Let's just pay tribute to these other wo- local warlords because we're gonna do that now. Igor was like, fuck that. So he gathers up his big old army and he trots down over to Drevlian territory and is like, pay me my tribute or you're going to die. And the Drevlians are like, okay. So they pay their tribute um, and Igor goes back on his way. Halfway back to Rus town, Igor gets greedy and is like, you know what I want? More tribute. So he takes a smaller group of his men And they go back to the Drevlians, and he sends the rest of his army home. And he's like, Drevlians, I've decided I need more, so you're going to pay more tribute. And the Drevlians are like, well, you're less intimidating when you have less men. So instead, they captured him. They bent over two birch trees. They tied him between the birch trees. And then they let the birch trees go, splitting him in twain. Whoa! So... What happens is now that Igor is dead, Olga of Kiev is now the ruler of the Rus. Oh, because she was married to him? Because she's, she was his wife, and their son is too young to rule, so she is now the, the queen. The Drevlians are super pleased with themselves. So they send a team of 20 men by boat over to Olga, and they're like, We killed your husband. You should marry our prince now. Ugh. I mean, I guess it was a political move on their part to try to gain that territory as well. Can you imagine the balls to be like, we slayed your love. Um, Why don't you marry our dude instead? What a group of douchebags. Yeah. Anyways, Olga is like, I'm actually going to read what she said because she had a specific quote as well. She said, your proposal is pleasing to me. Indeed, my husband will not rise again from the dead, but I would like to honor you tomorrow in front of my people. Return now to your boat and remain there with an aspect of arrogance. I shall send for you on the morrow and you will say, we will not ride on horses, nor will we go on foot. Carry us in our boats and you shall be carried in your boats. And the Drevlians were like, sweet, sounds great. So they went back to their boats and the next day they did just that. And the people of Kiev rose up and carried them in their big, big ass boat all the way back to the court. Where? The Rus had dug a giant trench during the night and they then proceeded to drop the boat into the trench and Olga ordered it, set on fire and as they all burned alive in their boat in this trench, she said, is my honor to your taste? Burn, literally (laughs) burn. Yep. So wait, 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 wait. She was like, get
1: your boat. And will carry you, mm-hmm. and then all her people picked up this big ass boat mm-hmm. and just carried it mm-hmm. into a ditch. That mm-hmm. they dug. That is some cartoon level Looney Tunes shit right there.
0: That is that is cunning and subterfuge. That is
1: cunting,
0: Purposeful. yes. That is cunting and subterfuge. <sighs> I know, right? <laughs> like respect, Olga, respect. Then the cunting and subterfuge is not over. More people are going to be offended by cunting as if it's like a bad negative thing, but I think it's fucking. I own that word. Oh, great. Sarah, Sarah Marie owns that word. I so own that it word. Is Good. Trademark. Trademark. So then Olga gets on her 94080 telephone and she calls up the Drevlians and she's like, thank you so much for your wonderful offer. Please send me your most distinguished gentleman to escort me back to Drevlian territory so that I may honor your prince appropriately. And the Drevlians were like, we are winning at this. This is so... Great. And they do. They're like, hello, distinguished gentlemen of the court, all the important people, please go to the Rus and bring back my new princess. Um, so they go there and they arrive and Olga's like, oh, my God, thank you so much for coming. Um, we have prepared this amazing bathhouse for you so that you may clean yourself before you present yourself to me please go enjoy this bathhouse." And they all go into the bathhouse, and bathhouses are awesome. So they are probably having a really great time in some hot water, soaping it up, because semen are dirty. (laughs) And um, while they're in there, the doors then lock from the outside, and Olga proceeds to set them all on fire. What? This is her thing! Hunting and subterfuge. Wow. So, I then... Also, I
1: also like that it's very on brand that she's just b- burning people alive inside their places. Yeah, yeah she gets it gets better. It gets better. Okay,
0: okay, okay. She wins again. Nobody knows, except her people. She gets on her nine forty eighty telephone again and she calls the Drevlians and she's like, thank you for sending your most distinguished men to me. Now, please prepare vast quantities of mead so that I may come to you with my people to the city where my husband was slain, weep over his grave and have a funeral feast for him. And they're like, okay, yes, sounds great. Love parties. She shows up with her people. She weeps over his grave. This is probably the most sincere part of what's happening because I believe based on her actions, she truly did love her husband.
1: The one that got ripped in half by by the trees. The wishbone guy.
0: Because the wrath and scorn of this woman is great. Uh, she shows up, she weeps at the grave. They have a funeral feast, which is what you did back then. And during the funeral feast, her and her people are like, drink the mead, drink the mead, have fun. Everybody's drinking mead. Not them though. They are not drinking the mead. They wait until the Drevlians are tanked. They are tanked. Which
1: is not, uh, is not difficult to do because one of my friends went to a Renaissance fair one time and he drank too much mead and he blacked out. Yeah. You're talking about Jacob. Yeah, I am.
0: You're talking about Jacob. So she waits till they're tanked on mead, and then she orders her people to rise up and slay them. They do. They have this giant battle. Uh, like the internet says, five thousand Drevlians were killed. To me, that number is seems weird because I like you. Nobody has that much mead to get five thousand people drunk. We're just gonna assume that it turned into this really big battle, and um, the Roos won. So all these people were slayed. Um, They leave, they go back to Kiev. She prepares her army and then returns to Drevlians and just wages war and wrath upon them and drives them all back into their city. She then goes to the city where her husband was slain and she pillages and burns and destroys. Unfortunately, this war, this battle is taking much longer than she anticipated. It's taking approximately a year until she's like, hold up. Why am I being such a dum dumb? I know how to handle this situation. Oh my God, did she
1: burn them all of the ground? Just wait. Okay.
0: As She sends them a message that says the following. Why do you persist in holding out? All of your cities have surrendered to me and submitted to tribute so that they, the inhabitants now cultivate their fields and land in peace. But you would rather die of hunger than submit to... Tribute. Basically, everyone else has lost, has paid tribute to me, and they're all like, like growing crops, eating food, and having a really good time. Why don't you also have a really good time? And the Drevlians are like, it's been a war for years, so they don't have food, they can't grow crops, they are hungry, they are low on resources, they are having a bad time, and they were like, I don't know, sounds pretty good. Sounds, i kind of liking this idea. And they're like, okay, but Olga, we'll do this. I just want you to know that we're a little uncomfortable because based on past events that have happened, we're worried that you have not received enough, gotten enough revenge for the death of your husband. And you're going to burn us to the ground. And you're going to burn us to the ground. And she was like, gosh, she was like, you know, I'm pretty satisfied. Like all those people I burned in the boat that I tossed in the ground. And then there was, um, the bathhouse of all your distinguished gentlemen that I burned. And then like slayed all your people during that like big party. I am... Satisfied. That was like really satisfying. Let's just, let's just be done. Let's all have a good time. Pay me tribute. It'll be great. And the Drublians are like, okay, but they're really poor. So they don't have, they've been fighting for all this time. So they don't have a lot of stuff, stuff. They don't have a lot of money to pay tribute with. She's like, don't worry. The only thing I ask for tribute is that you send me three sparrows and three pigeons from every household. And they're like, yes. That's so easy. Are they bird people? Do they have a lot of birds? Well, we'll take a minute and talk about parrows and, sp- and pigeons. Parrows and spigeons? Sparrows mm-hmm. and pigeons. Mm-hmm. 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 So pigeons, as we all may know, uh, carrier pigeons, homing pigeons, they, you, you uh, raise them in a specific place. So each house would raise pigeons. You take it with you when you travel. Um, and then if you needed to send a message back, you, because pigeons always return home. So you could take them far, far away. Um, you could tie a little message to their foot, let it go, and it would just fly back to its home. How it navigated that, we don't know, but it did. Um, so, you know, it would come back, and you'd be like, oh, a pigeon's back. And you'd read it and be like, oh, my husband will be late for dinner. Oh, my God.
1: So was her ancient 890 phone a pigeon? Was she holding a pigeon to her head? And
0: be-
1: 100%. 100%. <laughs> I love this image so much.
0: So... She, they're like, great. And I'm assuming the same for sparrows. I couldn't find anything on the internet that told me why sparrows, uh, but I'm guessing they also fly home. They give her the pigeons and sparrows. Let's take a minute and talk about sulfur. Sulfur is a bright yellow crystalline material. It burns.
1: It forms near volcanic vents and fumaroles.
0: fumaroles. It forms near volcanoes. It burns slow and so hot that the flame is invisible. So, you look it up on YouTube. It's, there's actually really be- beautiful videos of I'm people doing burning it. people burning sulfur. If the light is on when it's burning, you see nothing. If it's dark, you'll see this really dark blue flame it burns really slowly until it, like all turns.
1: Sulfur it. releases sulfur
0: dioxide. I'm watching the video. Sulfur Sh- trioxide. So what she does then? She receives all the pigeons and sparrows.
1: She she, she murdered those birds. Sh- <laughs> Hold
0: on. She birds. waits till nightfall. And then she orders her men to tie sulfur to the feet of all the birds. And then she orders her men to ignite the sulfur. No! She then lets all of the birds go. And they fly back to the city from which they came. To the eaves and the roofs and the huts and the houses that they live. And the burning sulfur sets everything on fire and burns it to the ground. Were the birds okay? Yes, they were all 100% fine. Fantastic.
1: No birds were, harm- no birds were harmed in the making of, of this video.
0: None of them, they were all okay. They were all okay. They were fine. Anyways, uh, she, burns, she burns those fuckers to the ground. God. With cunting and, and subterfuge. Damn, that's cool. I know. Do not kill any woman's husband. Let this be a lesson to you all. Hell hath no fury like a woman's... like Olga of Kiev. Yes. Um, so she, like, eventually her son's come. Her son comes of age and be, takes over the rule of Kiev. Rude, and the Rus. Enough, rude. She decides to take a vacation to Constantinople, where she meets the Byzantine Emperor Constantine, and he is um, Constantine the Seventh. And Constantine meets Ol- Olga, and is like, I like this lady. Ah. Uh. He's super into her. And he tries to get with her. And I think Olga really loved Igor because she was like, I don't really want to get with this guy because it's political and he's very important, so this is what she does. Uh, She's like, you know, you have one religion and I have another religion. It just wouldn't work out. So why don't you teach me... Um, your religion and then maybe it'll work out. So she gets like the best tutors and learns the ways of Christianity. So she um, learns everything about Christianity and loves it. Apparently like genuinely is down to clown. Um, And eventually um, Constantine comes back and is like, well, you know everything, let's do it. And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I think I need to be baptized in the eyes of the Lord first before this is going to work. And he's like, okay, let's get you baptized. So she's like, great. I don't have any family. Could you act as my, um, like father in this ceremony? Oh my gosh. Because says, I don't have one. And he's she's, like, of course I will, baby. Of course I will. So she goes through baptism. He's like her, does the job of the father or whatever. And she gets baptized and he's like, great, let's fucking do this. Cause now you're. Baptized, And she's like, well, you're kind of my father in the eyes of the Lord now, and incest is a sin, so we can't. And he's like, dang, girl, you good. And she's like, I know. And then she um, gets on her boat, goes back to her land, tries to convert her son, who's like, ah, it's kind of weird. I'm not into it. Doesn't work. Doesn't get converted. She doesn't successfully convert anybody into the ways of the Lord, um, and then basically dies at some point later in life. Um, so Christianity at that point is like, man, that Olga chick really, really did, she worked for us. She tried really hard to convert people. Um, we should honor her by making her a saint. And so that's how became, that's how she became a Saint Olga of Kiev. Whoa! Yeah. Um, and this hilarious part of this to me is that like Christianity was like, who's that, uh, cult leader Manson,
1: Ma- Marilyn Manson. No, no. leader. Ch- Charles Manson.
0: Charlie Manson. Charles Manson. Char- Man- Char- Charles Charles Manson. Man- um, it's like if now, if Charles Manson was Christian and did a little bit of work to try to convert people and Christianity was like, you know, he really did good stuff for us. Let's make him a saint. Same thing here. She's a mass murderer and Chris, christianity of 940 ad was like we need her representing us let's get her on our team this homicidal maniac let's do it so they made her a saint and now like to this day she's still a saint which is what I guess, she's on s- brand what? for 940 ad christianity but is doesn't make any sense to me
1: what uh what is she a saint of Right? St. Olga, patron saint of widows and converts.
0: This movie is so good because I just. I know! Should I do a movie about. Yes! And the answer is a resounding yes. I don't even care if there's not much story. I would watch this bitch burn people because this is fantastic. It just. She keeps topping her last action and you don't see it coming well
1: and it's like in the movie right every time she's been like okay we're like oh shit, she's gonna burn something to the ground so when she says okay to what's his name we're all gonna be like look at the king of constantinople or whatever mm-hmm. we're gonna be like oh my gosh she's gonna light him on fire she's gonna
0: find a way to light that baptismal river on fire If he had come after her, she would have. Because he was like on the way out, he gave her all sorts of gifts and things. She was like, have a good life. See you later. And then when she got back to her land, she sent a message and he was like, those gifts weren't for free. You have to pay me. And she said, she sent a message back that said, "Um, I will be happy to pay you if you spend as much time in Kiev as I did in Constantinople. (gasps) And I think he had heard rumor of um, her tendencies and was like, oh, I think I'll stay here. Because if he showed up she would have burned him to the ground. You can keep the CDs. You can keep the CDs. I don't really need them back. We I have plenty. I love her. Yeah. I fucking love her. I love her so much. That's why she's my favorite so far. Can we go to the
1: Catholic store and get a, a St. Olga medal?
0: Yeah. Yeah. She yes. should be the patron saint of Little Renegade. Oh, my God. She is the patron saint of Little Renegade. Oh, that's hot. I'm putting on a t-shirt. Great. Um, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's today's movie worthy woman. Thank you so much. And theys and themsters, look at me go. Yeah. Thank you so much for watching. And until next time, everybody, let's all burn some shit down. Oh my God. In the name of Saint Volga of Kiev.
1: That was fire. Hey. Okay. <laughs>